Welcome to the Student Ministry Podcast. My name is Steve Cullen, and I'm your host today for episode 32 of this podcast. Today, we're going to be talking to Mike Haynes. Mike has been in ministry, uh, student ministry, for over eight years, and uh, he currently serves as one of the two student ministries directors at Christian Fellowship Church in Ashburn, Virginia, and he is also the founder of G Shades, uh, a student curriculum for your youth group. And we're going to talk a lot about that today. Talk about his his story and uh, and how God has has brought him to this point where he is today, both in his uh, local church ministry, but also in his new endeavor of uh, developing this curriculum. He's also written for, for Orange's XP3 curriculum, uh, Stuff You Can Use as curriculum, Download Youth Ministry, and uh, I'm so excited for you to hear his story today and uh, and find out a little more about what God has been teaching Mike over the last several years in his ministry. But before we jump into that, we do want to thank our sponsor for today's podcast. WorkCamp NE is an amazing ministry that just, it's so great for for students to just get out and serve others, right? I mean, many of you are probably looking for service opportunities or mission trip opportunities for your students, and I want to highly encourage you to check out WorkCamp NE. For many, many years, we have uh, partnered with them at my last ministry. It created some awesome opportunities for our students to get out and, and serve people around them and also build relationships, not only with the people they're serving, but with other youth groups we come together and serve with throughout the entire week. And it's it's all together and this great uh, package of both serving and worship and teaching and growing and devotion. And it's really the best way to, to describe it in my mind is this, this mashup between a great conference or camp and a great mission trip experience all in the same week. So make sure you check out workcampne.com. And here's the deal. If one of their pre-planned weeks don't work for you, you can also talk to them about doing a private week for you or even like a private weekend or a day thing. Just make sure you check out their website and uh, and shoot them an email. Um, give them a call. If you have any questions, um, you'll be glad you did. All right. So before we jump into today's uh, conversation with Mike Haynes, I do want to remind you, especially if you're new, if you have not subscribed, make sure you do so. If you enjoy what you hear, make sure you leave a positive comment uh, on your favorite podcast app of choice. And uh, that'd be great. So we can kind of get the word out there and uh, and share it with other people that you know. That'd be awesome. And with all that being said, we're going to go ahead and jump into this conversation with Mike Haynes. Well, hey, Mike, I'm so glad to have you on the podcast today. How's it going? Yeah, it's going well, man. Doing, doing well. Had a great day and uh, excited to finish it off with this. We are recording pretty late for me at this point. I mean, I tell you, I'm, I'm an old man, so this is almost <laughs> bedtime for me. So I'm, hopefully I make it through this without falling asleep. We'll see. <laughs> That's true. You're over on the East Coast. And uh, I, I remember the Eastern time zone just like it was last year. Well, because it probably was. It actually it was. was. About, about yeah. last year, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it's good. Uh, I'm still adjusting to the mountain time zone myself. So Yeah. yeah. <laughs> still jet lagged. Man, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it takes a while to get over that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So cool, Mike. It's uh, it's been cool to kind of get to know you a little bit. Uh, we've connected through Twitter a little bit, um, looked at your curriculum and stuff that you've just now launched. But uh, before we jump into any of those questions, I just want to start with um, let's let the podcast audience know a little bit like who you are. And, uh, and the big question is like, how did God uh, bring you to the point where you are today in your ministry? 
Man, that's that's such a cool question. I love love being able to share uh, a little bit of a story and hear other people's stories. So, um, I uh, you know the the classic way to start off a testimony for any Christian is I grew up in a Christian family, um, and that is uh, that's very true of me. My dad's a pastor, my grandfather's a pastor, um, and uh, and so I got ministry in my blood. Um, but as a young kid, I didn't want to be a pastor. Uh, I wanted to play for the Lakers. Um, wanted to play point guard alongside Kobe, and uh, and the doctors uh, told me that I would be six feet tall. Um, and I know you have not seen me in person, Steve, uh, no. but I am uh, five foot eight, and so hmm. I didn't quite make it. Uh, and so at some point in my life, I shifted my passion shifted from basketball to youth group. I'd gotten involved in a great youth group and it just, when I was 13, 14, and it just stole my heart. Um, And so basketball wasn't cutting it for me anymore and uh, I was sick of missing it. And so uh, a missing youth group so that I could be a basketball practice. And so Mm -hmm. I did what every youth pastor wishes that their influencers would do. (laughs) And I literally quit basketball so that I could get more plugged into my student ministry. Um, And and I I think it was a really, really good decision for me because again, I'm 5'8", which means I probably would not make a very good NBA player, but uh, so far doing student ministry has worked out pretty well. Um, and so I, I'm glad that I made that decision. Nice. I went to, to college, went to Liberty University, studied youth ministry um, there and, and, and graduated bachelor's in that. And then uh, um, got plugged into um, a, a church and kind of a fairly new church plant in Charlottesville uh, and was there for about two and a half or three years. I was 20 years old when I graduated college and, uh, and, Graduated, immediately got married, um, and started uh, first full-time gig in student ministry. I, really, when I say full-time, I mean I, I was I worked full-time, but I was an intern. I'm sure there are a lot of youth pastors in the world who mm-hmm. can uh, definitely resonate with that, where you get paid like an intern, but you work like a youth pastor. Of course. Um, and so I was in that uh, type of environment for the first couple of years, which is totally fair because I was 20. Um, and so uh, and so <laughs> I did my due diligence there and spent a couple of years at that church, learning, growing, making lots and lots of mistakes, um, and then transitioned to uh, back to my hometown in Ashburn, Virginia, working at a, a, a church back here in my hometown. And my wife and I are from here and, you know, we have kids now and their kid, the kids' grandparents are here and all that kind of stuff. And so it actually is quite nice being back home. Um, but yeah, so that's where I'm, I'm at my current job now and uh, and love what I do. I, I started in middle school ministry um, at the church that I'm at. And uh, after about a year and a half, they asked me to come on and oversee middle and high school ministry um, alongside one other person. And so uh, she and I run the middle and high school ministry together, um, which has been a really cool experiment um, in terms of co-leading. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's been really, really neat. And, and I love it. Um, over the course of the last couple of years, I've gotten to... Um, see um, my interest take a an interesting spin that I didn't quite expect. I uh, started doing some writing and so found out that, um, uh, you know, found out about DYM and, and started to to write for, for DYM in terms of being an author and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and really enjoyed doing that and putting stuff out on the store and learning how to create resources for uh, youth workers. Um, and then, uh, I've written a little bit for XP3 uh, as well, middle and high school, um, and am uh, on the docket to write for Grow Volume 3 as well uh, when that releases next year. And so I have been getting chances to do a little bit of writing um, and and have really, really enjoyed that and and found something that I think is a – something that I'm I'm good at that I didn't know I was good at. And so I I really appreciate getting to do that. 
That's really so, cool. Probably, uh, yeah, something that came out of left field, you know, thinking your your path was going to go down uh, athletics, and all of a sudden now you're now you're in the writing field, and it's like, whoa, <laughs> where did that come from? Yeah, it's well, I don't like man. When I was in like elementary school, I mean, like literature, not my favorite class, <laughs> uh, and so I like math, and so to be uh, a right now kind of the part of my job that I'm starting to enjoy a lot is writing. I just did not see that coming. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's been weird changing as I grow into a, a, an older adult. So I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's great. Yeah. I actually, uh, I, I resonate with your story a little bit because I also had dreams of the NBA. Um, but, did uh, you know? I have an inch on you. Um, but, uh, not ah, much. Um, okay, so I'm five right, nine. Well, um, but I, you, I, I did push through though. Um, and, and and as you can tell, I'm I'm definitely uh, still playing point guard for the NBA. Um, no. <laughs> in what? Yeah. What team is this again? I, I haven't uh, seen. Yeah. Um, well. Uh, That's yeah, not important no. details. Yeah, no. Details no. I don't. Some. I don't want to toot my own horn. This is your yeah. time. Or, no, sorry, I appreciate no. that. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. I probably should have quit. It was fun, but yeah, it definitely didn't lead to anything more than just yeah. a, a fun sport to play. Just a good, a good time. Sure. Yeah. yeah. It didn't help that yeah all the other guys on my team were way over six foot, and I was by far. Uh, uh, I think there was two guys on our team that were under, and um, yeah, I was the second shortest guy on the team. So yeah, that's a, that's a great time. Oh, I, okay, this is nothing to do with student ministry, but it's, it's just a funny anecdote. So when I first got to uh, to high school, I was you know five four, five three, whatever. I was a shrimp, and mm-hmm. uh, it, but. Uh, there was already a kid who the the freshman team coach knew that he played point guard, so he got to play point guard even though he was like he, had, he was like three or four inches taller than me. Yeah, um, and uh, and so he got to play point guard, which means that my starting spot, um, I, I played small forward, which I felt was just <laughs> insulting. Um, he's just really rubbing it at that point that I was shorter than everyone else, and yeah. so. Uh, but yes, that's just a weird fun fact that nobody asked for. Uh, that's good. <laughs> that's great. Uh, so, are you at your? Um, are you? Are you? Are you at your? If I can ask that question properly. Um, your home church. I know you said you were in your hometown. Is that the church you grew up in? You know, my um, my home church. What I would consider my home church here uh, is a church plant that launched off of the church that I'm at now. Okay. Um, and so I'm very, very familiar with the church that I'm at now. I, I went to the youth group here, um, as a high school student, primarily because the churches, um, the church's facility is very large and they have a gym. And so it's kind of the only youth group in town you could go and play basketball at. And so I, I, uh, I came to the youth group primarily for that. Um, but, uh, so yeah, I'm very familiar. I, I, I see people that I'm like, Oh, I remember you from when I was a teenager. And mm-hmm. so that's a little weird sometimes, but it's also, uh, it's been pretty cool to be, to feel like I'm home. You yeah. Know? Yeah. That's a, that's a really cool thing. Cause I've talked to a lot of other youth workers and, and it's always that hard thing to like go back to your home church, your hometown sometimes, but, but it seems like you almost have the best of both worlds. You're still, you're back there, but you're not at the exact same place. So you don't maybe have to deal with some of those, those nuances of, you know, oh, now he's not a student anymore. He's actually leading things. And how does that work and everything? Right. Yeah, it's nice. I, I come in with a little bit of anonymity, but some familiarity with people who have been around for a decade or so. Yeah, uh, they might remember me. But. That's really cool. And you probably can relate to the students because you're like, hey, this is where I went to school. And I, this is the way I, you know, what I did when I was hanging out, hanging yeah, out here growing it, up. It does. It makes it really easy to, to just name drop, you know, the hangout spots around town or things that I know that kids from Ashburn definitely do every year, you know, and and just to have that easy connecting point with them. I think I, I found that to be very, very valuable. Um, 
So it's been cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, uh, so yeah, you said you kind of transitioned in your ministry. So, um, I just like to talk about a little bit about what, what does your ministry look like on a regular basis there at your church and, uh, how, how's things operate? So, you know, as far as programs and maybe even your, your week to week, uh, sort of schedule and, and how that, even that leading, uh, kind of co-leading, uh, how that works. Yeah, that's great. Um, I, I'll start off with the, the co-leading. It's it's just super fresh, and um, and so yeah. Essentially, what happened is is the the guy who was in high school um, transitioned to oversee young adults and communication in our church, and they wanted me to transition from middle school ministry to high school ministry. Um, but I, I honestly, I just I've uh, had too many um, you know people like Kurt Johnson, Ashley Bohans, and, and Tom Shevchunis pouring into me, and so uh, you know podcast books all that kind of stuff. And so I just, you know, come to believe that middle school ministry is too important to important to abandon. Um, and so I, I wanted to take on both, um, because I, I was excited to, to do high school ministry and to oversee, um, the development there, but, uh, man, just really too much of a control freak to give up the reins on middle school and then have to depend on somebody else yeah. um, to, to set me up to win. You know, that's like, oh man, I got, I got too many control issues that Jesus <laughs> hasn't worked through yet um, to do that. And so I asked them if I could take over both and they said, yeah, you can take over both, but we're definitely going to give you a co-pilot. Um, and so, um, so yeah, she and I have been working together now for a little over a year and it's been really, really neat um, to see how that's worked. Um, we were not, and I'm sure some, uh, a lot of people listening can resonate with this. We were not given very clear, um, job descriptions. So it was just, we were just kind of thrown in there together and like, all right, you two are running it now go for it. And so it's, you know, we've had to figure it out over the course of the past year and a half. What, what is she gifted at? What am I gifted at? Um, how do we split, you know, we're not splitting middle and high school. We're kind of both doing both, but there are some responsibilities that are naturally. So we've, we've had to figure that out together. Um, and it's definitely been a challenge. I have almost zero tips on how to do that. Well, um, <laughs> it's just been, it's just a beautiful mess, um, that we're kind of figuring out together and, and trying to figure out what our roles are and what our strengths are and weaknesses and all that kind of stuff. So it's been good. Our ministry itself, um, runs, uh, you know, Sunday mornings. Um, and this is something that I, I, uh, you know, I've inherited, um, this structure is Mm -hmm. Sunday mornings, middle and high school ministry meet at the same time in separate rooms, um, which is, uh, meant that me and my co-pilot have to kind of switch back and forth to make sure that we're both seeing both sets of kids. Um, we are, uh, try to be as dependent on our small group leaders, um, as we can be. We really try to lean heavily into lead small, although we, we just are at a church environment where almost all of our small group leaders are parents in their 40s and 50s. Okay. Um, and so they they don't always have the time capacity that we uh, dream for them mm-hmm. to have in terms of pouring into their kids, but uh, think that we're trying to do the best we can to to lead them and invest in them so that they'll they'll do, they'll give their all, they'll give as much effort as they can possibly give into making disciples of their few. Um, and, uh, and then we've got a Wednesday night thing for high school students that um, really is less of a Bible study and almost not even a youth group, but it's it's actually more of like a. I mean, we, we do hang out, we do um, play games, um, but uh, that has become uh, more of a time of ha- allowing students to share their story um, mm-hmm. in in a context with one another, which has been uh, pretty cool. So it almost operates as its own um, small group thing where students share their story. Here's what God's doing in my life, or and you know, we'll, so that that environment's been pretty cool. And we've seen it uh, yield some pretty good dividends in our our little tribe. Um, and so, uh, yeah, church is 1,500 just for context. Church is about 1,500. Student ministry is, uh, you know, 60, 75 middle school and 50 high school. Um, and, 
and yeah, and so you know we're, we're trying to do the best we can to, um, to, to 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 figure out where we're going and stuff like that. We're going through a transition in our church right now where we're getting ready to change uh, from our, in our old facility where we're at now to a new facility. We're building a new one, and so we're going through that transition wow. and dealing with man, what what's the new facility going to look like? What's what's our programming going to look like in the new facility? How do we want the environment to feel? Um, and and what are some changes that we can naturally make quicker than maybe we could if we weren't changing yeah. facilities we can now make those changes quicker because everything's changing um and so we're we're figuring all of that out right now so there's a lot of question marks yeah um, and just things that we're we're just trying to navigate so it's been a cool season for us that's really cool yeah i'm sure there's there's it's always exciting to go through transitions like that uh but but there's also the, the hassle of trying to figure things out and everything it's it's amazing how much actually uh, our, our stories kind of uh are similar enough to each other um i'm also uh I have a, a co-pilot, if you will, um, with me here, and it's my first time, and we've been at it for about a year as well, and we're still learning it all. We have a little more direction um, of how I think we're supposed to do this, but we're still trying to figure it out as well, and, and there's a lot that we're still learning, um, too, And but it's uh, it's it's fun to, to kind of, you know, bounce ideas off of you, and, and same thing as, and you know, if you find out something, definitely, you know, you know, shoot me a, shoot me a text or something. Let me know that hey, yeah, this, we, this we, works out really well. Cause uh, we got to talk offline about this. This is, yeah. Yeah, this is fascinating. <laughs> <For sure>. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, you, I, I, you mentioned earlier that, uh, that writing is really big for you. And I know a, a big aspect of your ministry now is, is shifting into this uh, curriculum writing and things. Um, I'd love to know like how that all transpired and, and, how does this connect with your with your ministry at the church? And uh, and then after that, we can kind of dive into what what the curriculum is all about. But I'd love to yeah see how that connects with with how you do this you know week in and you know week in and week out uh, ministry, and then you know also writing and trying to resource other other youth ministries out there. Well, man, like so many um, like so many uh, people's passion projects that they've uh, decided to pursue, this one just came out of my time with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, a couple of years ago, I went through a season where I was I I wasn't questioning my faith. I was just trying to figure out some answers to some core questions. So I was trying to figure out like like what is the what are the implications of the fact that Jesus died for me? Like I I recognize that because I I guess to me, I was thinking, okay, you know, I know that Jesus died for my sins and I, you know, I understood the gospel, you know, fairly well at that point, graduated Bible college, all that kind of stuff. But I was thinking like, like, what is it? Why, why does it change me knowing that Jesus has died for my sins? Why does that change me? Um, And why is it that I look around? Why, why does it change me? And then more importantly, why doesn't it change me? Hmm. Um, knowing that Jesus died for my sins. And so out of that came this, um, uh, this paradigm shift for me where I started to, in my own personal walk, in my own personal sanctification, I started to ask myself the question, um, uh, okay, so, so what, so what, uh, that Jesus died for me? So, so, so the gospel, so what? And so, um, uh, for my for my ministry, how that translated is that we started to teach a little bit differently um, from time to time. This wasn't something that is still not something that we do all the time, but we started to teach a little differently to where we would teach series um, that were not focused on teaching students what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but instead teaching them how to see. Mm. Uh, because I started recognizing that the, the reason that my behavior was not lining up with what I believe or what I say I believe is because I, even though I might believe something or even though I might ascribe to a certain set of principles, my eyes are still seeing the world around me through an unhealthy filter. Mm. Um, and so I wanted to kind of uh, make a shift in our ministry so that our students started to to catch on to some of that terminology and start to process their faith and their walk with the Lord that way. And so we did uh, a couple of series um, over the course of a couple of years that just helps that focus very hard on a couple of passages of scripture where it was very clear that Jesus saw things differently than other people. And, and you could clearly see how that played out. And, and I just saw I saw some really cool things in the lives of our students um, when they started seeing people differently. Mm. Um, and so I'll give an example of that. Just a, a huge win for me in, in processing all of this was uh, we taught on Matthew 9, uh, 9 through 13, uh, where Jesus is talking to Matthew uh, or Jesus is hanging out with Matthew and his tax collector friends. And they're all a bunch of sinners and, and they're hanging out and, and having a good time and, and eating dinner and all that. And, and the Pharisees come up and, you know, you know, the story, the Pharisees are, you know, why is Jesus eating with such scum? And mm-hmm. I think a lot of our students see uh, kids around them and they look at them and they see them as scum. And they have good reasons for seeing the kids at their school as scum um, because maybe the kids at their school do scummy things. And so like the Pharisees, we label these people as scum because we see them as scum. And so we treat them as scum. And Jesus reoriented the whole thing. He said, no, 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 Pharisees, you are actually seeing them through an unhealthy filter. They're not scum. They're sick. Mm -hmm. And they're sick with the same sickness that you're sick with, which is sin. And so so that's one of those things where you start to see people through the filter of the gospel. Mm -hmm. And suddenly the, the question that we started asking students in our ministry, uh, the, the question we started answering for students in our ministry wasn't, how can I treat the scummy people in my life with love and kindness? It wasn't, here's three tips from the Bible on how to be kind to people who are scummy or scummy people, but instead um, reorienting them to see that, you know, actually the person that you're calling scummy, they're not scum at all. They're sick. Mm. And when your dog is sick, at your uh, when your dog is sick at your house and your dog is whining a lot because they're sick um, or maybe they're a little bit irritable so maybe they're they're lashing out a little bit more than normal because they're not feeling well you treat that dog very differently naturally than you would at just a bad dog because yeah. they're not just a bad dog they're a sick dog and so you treat them differently I don't even have to tell you <laughs> how to treat your dog when they're sick because you see them as sick so you automatically treat them differently yeah and so and, and, and I think again for me and for our ministry like we just started to see some really cool dividends for our students when we started to reorient them around that kind of thinking and that kind of um, seeing life through the filter of the gospel so we had one sixth grade girl who decided to try this out and so she went back to her school after we gave that talk and she uh, she there's this girl at her school who was um, who was kind of known as the you know, this is middle school, but the, this girl at school was kind of known as as the girl at school who who um, is you know kind of promiscuous and gets mm-hmm. around and, and have, no one really likes her, but obviously the boys kind of like her. But you know it's one of those things where she just doesn't have a good reputation. And and this student had tears in her eyes as she came back to me the next week and just shared like. I see her so much. I, I, I treat her so much differently now because I recognize that she's not scum. She's sick there. Yeah. Someone has hurt her. She is hurt and she is suffering from the sin that has gripped her. 
And like, and like only Jesus can say, right. And so I'm like, man, I don't even have to tell you what to do to be kind to her anymore because your entire paradigm for viewing her has been shifted by the gospel. Yeah. And so that, that's kind of how it's played out in our ministry of just starting to, starting to see things a little bit differently. That's awesome. That's so good because I've I've seen similar things, but that's that's so it's so it's just a great way to put it um, because it's it, it really does come down to a, a big prayer of mine recently. You know, even you know several years in ministry and and walking with Christ for a good portion of my life, um, my prayer is help me see the world the way you see it, God. That's good. Um, help me see the people that I pass the way you you see them, and uh, and then when we can orient our our, our lives differently. Um, our preacher not too long ago was was talking about uh, the importance of prayer alongside this as well to like to start praying for people differently because then we'll actually start seeing them differently as well and and uh, man like that's got to change like our entire outlook um, and that's so cool that you you have personal examples of you know how it's changed your students and uh, and this is not just a you know an idea that you've actually seen some fruit of this of this labor as well and uh, I saw God do some awesome stuff in your own students. That's that's so cool. Yeah. So um, so what kind of uh, I guess um, a lot of people like there's a lot of different curriculums and out, out there and everything. So other than the theme itself, kind of this idea of, of seeing. So we, we actually didn't mention the name of it yet. It's called G Shades. Um, kind of the idea, um, as I understand it, is this is gospel shades, the way we can see the world through the gospel, the lens of the gospel. And so other than that theme, is there anything else that kind of sets this apart from maybe some other curriculum that's out there? You know, I think uh, I, I, I think that it 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 is very very like here's here I'll just be super blunt about it like the idea of seeing life through the filter of the gospel and seeing ourselves through the filter ourselves God people purpose through the filter of the gospel mm-hmm. like that is the curriculum shift it, gotcha. it's it's it is it's like yes it, it is just is it just a theme like there's definitely a theme aspect to it but I, I think it's an entire paradigm shift of the way that we teach yeah. students to process their faith and I think that it, you can you can take the gospel and look at the the multifaceted gem that is the gospel you can just stare at it and you can stare at it all day day and you'll just find all kinds, it'll reflect back to you all kinds of things about your life. And so, um, and so for me, I think it's an, it's an entire paradigm shift, but yeah, that, that essentially is the curriculum is like, cool. let's take, take issues, um, that our students are wrestling with. Let's, I mean, w- this isn't in, in the, the first set of a series that we've released this year, but I'm planning on tackling it next year is like, let's talk about this, the, the LGBT thing. Mm. Um, but not j- but like talk about it through the filter of the gospel. Like what if our students saw, this issue through the filter of the gospel like you can take anything the social media thing you can take the the academic pressure that students face today which is crazy mm-hmm. um you can take the the mental health issues you can take everything that kids are wrestling with today that we did not necessarily um it wasn't as highlighted when we were growing up mm-hmm. as as the kids are, are are trying to navigate it right now as a follower of jesus and we can look at it through the filter of the gospel and i think it's going to be a more holistic and a better approach for their spiritual development um than than if we were to 
do biblical principles, but not necessarily intentionally bring it back to the the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus, the Emmanueling of Jesus. And so, um, and so that that really is the the curriculum. There are some cool things about it. There's some, you know, it has all the, the you know, it has some of the bells and whistles of the bumper video and mm-hmm. the, the the parent cue and the the leader guide and all that, the devotionals and that kind of stuff, some standard stuff. Um, but really, this is just for for folks who who say, you know what, I do want to start teaching students, or I want to continue teaching students to see life through the filter of the gospel. Um, there is a, a, a verse um, that I, a set of verses that I ran into in, uh, in the book of Matthew that um, lit my heart on fire when I read them. It was like I had never seen them before, um, before when I read them a couple months ago um, as I was developing this idea. And, uh, and this is uh, in Matthew six twenty two. Jesus says, uh, he's in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount. He says, your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. Right. So when your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. Um, and so part of me wonders, like, and, and then he goes on actually to say um, in, in the rest of verse 23, and if the light that you think you have is actually darkness, man, how deep that darkness is. And, and, and I look at that person, I'm like, oh, man, like we've got all these kids who are leaving the faith after high school, mm-hmm. and we're trying to fix that as the church. What can we do about that? How do we disciple them better? How do we teach from a different angle? What do we need to do to address that? And I, I'm thinking to myself, like, what if the reason so many kids are leaving the faith after high school, what if a, a, a huge chunk of the or a part of the reason for that is because we're pouring a ton of light into their body? Here's what you do. Here's what you should do. Do this. Do this. Do this. But they're walking away from high school, and their eyes are still unhealthy. Mm. Because we haven't addressed the way that they see. Mm. And so they know how to do all of the right christian things. <laughs> right. But they leave high school and they get confronted by a different worldview <laughs> and they don't have a filter yeah. uh, through which to see the world. It's all about knowledge and what you know and doing this. And do that. But if you have a gospel filter, then you can approach anything after high school. And, and if you see it through the filter of the gospel, that'll help you navigate it. Right. Um, whether it's sleeping with your boyfriend and girlfriend in college or going to a party or your atheist professor who's trying to convince you there's no God. Mm. Um, whatever it is, if you have a filter, then that'll help you. So I, I, yes, I think that G-Shades is, is thematic in nature. Um, I just think that it, it goes way beyond just a simple theme or a simple series. I think it's an entire paradigm shift. Gotcha. Yeah, that, that totally makes sense. And, and it, and it, and I, I haven't seen that, you know, the sample that you sent me and, and looked through it and everything. And it's, is I, I was kind of wrestling with this, like, how does this work? But the, that, that explanation helps so much because I think as you were kind of getting at, like, if we're just telling them how to live, if we're just doing that work for them and, and creating their checklist, if you will, like, mm-hmm. then how are we actually helping them to be lifelong disciples? Um, how, how is that actually going to change their life? Like we need to be able to help them to actually approach it and make their faith their own and be able to navigate these, these waters that are, they're going to come without being able to just answer all their questions all the time. We need to help them, help them get to the, the answers themselves. That's so good. You know, I, I, uh, I was actually reminds me, I was, um, I was, I'm, I'm going to be obnoxious and I'm going to, I'm going to name drop right here. And if anyone hates me for that, I, I appreciate that. That's it's super obnoxious. Um, but I, I was in a phone conversation a couple of months ago. Um, after I went to the orange conference, I had, uh, uh had, um, asked Tom Shefshun as if he and I could chit chat on the phone for a few minutes, um, because I wanted to ask him some questions and pick his brain about some stuff. And so he and I were chit chatting on the phone in May, he had done a breakout at orange. Some of the people listening might've been at that breakout that he did at, at, at the orange conference, um, called rethink or rebuilding, uh, rethinking youth ministry 
you from the ground up. Yep. And so it was this very, did you, I was there. Yep. You were there. Okay. (laughs) So you remember this, right? It was like, it was like this, this like monumentally incredible breakout that he did. Right. So, but, but in the breakout, it was very, very like, it, it wasn't like the nuts and bolts of like, uh, of like, okay, you know, what time should my youth group be at? Like this yeah. was, it was very abstract. It was very like, like, um, like foundational. And, and it was almost like the why behind student ministry, not just the what to do. And afterward, and he and I were chit on the phone, he said, man, Mike, honestly, I, I thought that that uh, workshop or that, that um, breakout kind of flopped. <laughs> and I said, you thought it flopped? Like, Chef, that was that was like the best thing I've ever heard. Um, and he was telling me, he was like, Mike, you know, I had a bunch of people that came up to me afterward and they just asked me like, they were just asking me questions about like, what do I do about this situation in my youth group? Or what do I do about that situation in my youth group? And they were just asking me these questions about like, they just wanted me to like, to fix it for them. They just mm-hmm. wanted me to like give them the answers. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Mike, I'm not trying to give people answers. I'm trying to change the world. Yeah. And I was like, Whoa, that's, that's good stuff. And yeah. but then it reminded me, like, honestly, I, like I kind of see the G shades thing as the same thing. Like I'm not interested in giving kids the answers to every one of life's difficult questions. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in giving them a filter that will help them navigate it. And I think kind of what chef was doing in that breakout is he was giving, he was giving us like a filter. He was giving us like a, like a paradigm from which to launch out and create and, and create our own magic to create our own stuff in our own youth groups. And I, I kind of feel like the G shades thing is similar. Like I'm not interested in just giving students all of the spoon feeding them the answers <laughs> to life's tough questions. Like, I think we should be giving them a gospel just, just over and over again, leading students to the cross, leading them to the cross, leading them to the cross, and just over and over again, hammering that like, whatever question you have about life, about love, about hate, about relationships, about God, about purpose, about anything, whatever question you have, you can go to a trusted adult that's fantastic and you should do that, but you can first and foremost go to the gospel and you're gonna find something in there that's gonna help you navigate it. And I think that's kind of what I'm trying to aim to do with this curriculum is to just make that shift so we can help students to navigate stuff a little bit better in our culture. That's awesome. That it's so good because I think, I mean, I know I've I've got caught in that that sort of the other paradigm where you know I love when when students come to me with questions and I know those answers because that kind of inflates my ego a little bit. Um, <laughs> but what was what is that doing to that student for their lifelong journey with Christ? Yeah. Probably you know very very little. You know, yeah. how much better would it be if I was equipping them to, to be able to answer those questions on their own or know how to find the answers on their own and, and be able to let that, like, actually transform their life instead of just like, oh, cool, Steve gave me the answer, and they move on. Like, right. is that really making an impact on their life? Or, yeah. yeah, it's just answering it for five seconds, then that's it. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and, I, and obviously, like, there is so much benefit in asking questions and of human beings right? right like and there's so much benefit and I'm not, I'm not knocking any of that and I'm definitely no. not knocking the way that we've been teaching students I think that obviously teaching scripture the way that we've been teaching scripture is very very helpful again I, I you know I, I just wonder if this would also be helpful if we started to make a little bit of this shift um, and, and incorporate it into what we're doing as well yeah and I love the way you, that you're doing it too you're kind of releasing them in, in sets of series and stuff too so I, I feel like you know youth ministries can try it out kind of like you done you know you tried it out for a little bit see how it see how it works and if it, you know, you make a lifelong, you know, a, a permanent shift, or maybe this is kind of a supplemental sort of thing. I think um, it seems like there's a there's a lot of flexibility in there, and which is really cool. So, 
That's good. Yeah. So uh, you have shared so much and um, <laughs> so much wisdom already, but I'd like to kind of just close out our conversation today with what what's a, a few things that kind of just stand out to you that God has taught you through the years that you would love to, to share with other youth pastors out there, other youth workers. Uh, a lot of times I, I like to phrase this question, um, if you were to go back uh, five, 10 years uh, until young Mike, who's just now, you know, getting started in ministry and thinking about it and everything, what would you, what would you share from the wisdom that you've been able to gain over the last several years? Man, that's so good. Um, I would tell me that I would tell me not to rush, man, I'm still telling me this, uh, <laughs> cause I'm, I'm really, I'm not that, whenever people say like wisdom, I'm always like, Eh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Because uh, I'm, I'm 26. I'm still a, a pup. Um, but I would tell me from, you know, five, six years ago, get my start, um, not to rush into, uh, not to rush into my kingdom come. Um, I think that that's for me personally, that's my natural. Uh, I think everyone's got their, their, their stuff in which they were, they were, they were born a little bit disordered, um, and kind of the disorder thing within me, the thing that is, that is not necessarily, um, uh, uh, pleasing to, to God, the sin bent that I have is kind of a, my kingdom come mentality. And so, um, I, uh, I remember, man, I, I remember like going through a phase a couple of years ago where I was interviewing at a couple of different churches and, um, and, uh, at one of the churches I was interviewing at, they asked me the question, like, you know, you know, what do you, what do you think you're good at or whatever? And I was like, you know, I, I'm, I, you know, I was telling them like, man, I'm, you know, I want to be the greatest communicator in the world. You know, <laughs> I want to be the great, you know, and, and they kind of looked at me like, like, and this is like, these were like, re, like, these are like really, really good communicators who were yeah. asking these questions. They kind of looked at me like, who do you think you are? Like, <laughs> you're, you're 22, like, what do you, you know? And, and so I think for me, like, uh, to, to, um, to seek ye first, the kingdom of God is what I would tell me, um, to young me. Um, and then I would also tell young me to, um, to pursue, pursue older adults who will be, who I trust and who will be very honest with me Mm. about what they see in me. Um, because again, another one of my things is I, um, am not a naturally, I feel that I'm a little bit, I feel that one of my weaknesses is like, or one of the areas I really need to grow in and, and want to continue to grow in is like extreme self-awareness and knowing exactly how I'm being perceived by people. Um, and, uh, and I think in order to help me grow in that area quicker so that I offend fewer people and so that I, I, I miscommunicate to fewer people over the course of my ministry journey, I, I would tell me to find some adults who I trust who can say, you know what, when you said that, um, you meant it as a joke, but nobody else took it that way. Everyone mm-hmm. thought you were serious and now they think you hate them. Um, and so I, I think for me, those two areas of self-awareness Awareness and uh, and just staying humble, be allowing young Mike to be young Mike. Like mm-hmm. it's okay to be young and to not know anything about anything because I'm young. <laughs> and I, I really, really struggled with that when I was younger, and I think I still do. I'm sure there are some um, people who are listening to this podcast who are uh, much more seasoned in ministry, and they're like, "You still struggle with that young buck." <laughs> um, and I don't, I don't think they're wrong. I, I think they're right. So that's those are the things I would tell me. That's awesome, and it's, it, it, it's so great to hear. Like I, I love just like uh, hearing things like this, and one of the best things of you know 
know, this podcast is, you know, hearing great wisdom from other youth workers that are out there, um, but to also kind of catch some themes. And one of the big themes that I, it seems like that's really standing out to me um, from from what you're doing at your church, uh, how you're writing this curriculum and kind of the avenue you're going at it and, and those couple tips, um, you're learning, God has taught you and you're still learning and you're trying to practice uh, a total humility in this. Like, you know, you know that you're not the best, you want to be better. And so you're going to put things in, in, in place in order to get better, um, but for not for your glory, for God's glory and uh, and helping other people to experience that as well. And to, to get better, it's not about inflating, inflating your ego, but it's about pointing people back to God and uh, and doing all you can to to get yourself to that point as well, where you're you're always pointing people back to God and and, and it's not about you. So um, that's been really cool just to, to kind of pick up that theme uh, throughout what all you've been talking about tonight. So um, thanks for that example as well. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate you asking. Yeah, no problem. So I, I know people are going to want to to hear more about you, hear more from you, and uh, and also check out this curriculum. Uh, now's your chance to kind of plug away. Um, where's the best place for people to find you online to, to chat and uh, to learn more about you, but also especially your curriculum? Yeah, great. I'd love, yeah, love, love to talk about it. So, um, so best way to contact me, um, uh, Twitter is great. Mike E. Haynes um, is my Twitter. That's uh, it'll, it'll be in the show notes. You, you see it in the yep. show notes there, Mike E. Haynes. But um, uh, you can be uh, become my. Uh, you know, I've got you know a whole six or seven followers, and so you can become one of those, <laughs> and we can uh, follow you back, and we can chit chat. That's a great way to get in contact with me. Um, and then also, uh, in terms of the curriculum, G Shades, which I just launched, super excited about it and hope that it's really helpful um gshades.org uh is the website for that and and it'll it again it gives a great overview of this uh, uh curriculum idea and what, what we're chasing after here um and if you go there there's also a if, if you're just not sure steve you mentioned it earlier in the podcast but there's a free retreat series um that we're giving out that is it really is your your number one best way to introduce this uh idea to your students and to lay some groundwork so you can begin um, teaching uh, students to see life through G-Shades. Um, and so you'll see a, a free re- retreat series. It works great for a retreat. If you've got a fall retreat coming up or, or a spring retreat or what have you that you're, you want to have something in the can, um, it works fantastic for that environment. Very, very easy to retrofit it back to just a normal four-week series. Um, if you don't have something like that going on, it's very easy to do. Um, and it'll be very helpful for that. And then, uh, and then there's, there's just one, um, yeah, one set that we have out right now, three series. Um, so three months of content that's out right now on the website. And then, uh, we also have really just very cool, uh, uh, G shade sunglasses that we're selling that we think would be just be a phenomenal, um, giveaway to your students so that they can uh, be reminded every day when they put on some sunglasses that they're to see life through G shades. Um, and so you'll see that on, those on there as well. And, and think that'd be a cool way to, to kind of help students to take this home with them. But yeah, check it out. Hope you guys will check it out and hopefully you like it. And it's helpful for you and your ministry. It's definitely been helpful for me and mine. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, it's been great just to read through it and I'm already, I'm kind of thinking through, it was like, we have the fall planned out, but okay, maybe, maybe this spring I can actually uh, test this out because I love the concept and, and even hearing, you know, more of your heart behind it today has convinced me even more like this is, this is something we need to definitely uh, look into in the future. Um, mm-hmm. Even if it is, you know, just for, you know, a retreat or, you know, the occasional kind of supplement stuff. Um, I think this is something that can definitely radically transform some, some students and how they approach life 
life um, to see it uh, through the gospel, uh, the lens of the gospel. So, man, Mike, it's been great to chat with you today. Um, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, man, it, this was a phenomenal conversation. I'm glad we got to have it. It was cool, cool meeting with you and, and just chatting about some stuff. Appreciate you having me on. Yeah, no problem. And, uh, man, I, I, we're going to keep in contact, I know for sure. Um, but uh, and, until the next time we chat, may God bless your ministry. Thanks, man. Appreciate it, Steve. And thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I hope you do connect with Mike Haynes and, and make sure you head over there to, to his website at gshades.org and download your own uh, sample of his curriculum and uh, make sure you do connect with him online and uh, you will be definitely glad you did. Um, if you are new again to the Student Ministry Podcast, make sure you subscribe and if you liked what you heard today, make sure you leave a positive comment and share it with your friends as well that are also in ministry and uh just maybe even someone that just loves a good story of what God is doing around the world. Also, we want to encourage you to, to uh, follow us on uh, Twitter at StuMinPod. That's S-T-U-M-I-N-P-O-D. And we're also on Facebook. Just search for the Student Ministry Podcast. And um, make sure you, you follow us in those places as well. And always, if you have you know a good story, a great story that you know of that you would love for us to uh, get on the show, make sure you let us know. You can also always send in your questions at studentministrypodcast at gmail.com. We're actually hoping to uh, do a kind of a special podcast in the future episode where we uh, just kind of answer some of your questions and everything. So that'd be cool if you can send in some questions either by social media or email. That'd be awesome. You can also follow me on social media at Steve Cullum. That's S-T-E-V-E-C-U-L-L um, and um, that'd be great. I'd love to connect with you on online as well. And also one more last thank you to our sponsor for today's podcast, WorkCamp NE. That's their website is W-O-R-K-C-A-M-P-N-E.com. Again, if you are looking for a mission trip opportunity for your students, make sure you check out their website. And we are so grateful for their sponsorship. And we're so grateful for you for tuning in to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. And uh, we'll see you next time. Until then, may God bless your ministry.